Have you ever wanted to talk to a specialist and you've been shut down? Maybe you left a message to call you back, never heard anything. Well, it's happened to me many, many times. And now I have a cell phone contact list full of specialist phone numbers. So how did I do it? Stay tuned and I'll let you in on the secret. Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast show. I'm your host, Paul Marquis. And today I'm going to talk to you about how to connect with specialists better. Now, this is going to be a daunting task but a very important one. I can tell you that when you communicate with specialists in an efficient way, your patients will get better faster and your outcomes are going to soar. Okay, so let's get started. First thing I want you to do is to remember this. Specialists go through a significant amount of training and they work very, very hard to get where they are. And this can be 8, 10, 12 years of training, a lot of work. And um, so you need to respect that. Okay, and um, they are there to help you. They're there to help your patients get better. But sometimes they need a little information. Okay, um, and as a result of being really busy, um, they are very wanted. Okay, by many people, so they get patients referred from all over the place, so that they can see these specialty type of patients. They also take a lot of risk with the work that they do. Okay, and so you need to remember that also that. Um, surgery and doing the specialty type of work is not for the faint of heart. But remember this, who spends more time with the patient? You or a specialist? It's you, of course, okay? Now, as therapists, we can see a patient for anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half to two hours sometimes, and, and we spend a significant amount of time with those patients, so we learn a lot from them. They tell us a lot. The specialist will see you for a short period of time, um, and usually that's, you know, a real quick visit and then they may not follow up with you or reevaluate you for another couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months. Um, so it is your responsibility as a mid-level provider, PA, FNP, physical therapist, occupational therapist, athletic trainer, or whatever profession you're in in the medical field to be the eyes and the ears of the specialist between those visits when the patient goes to see them. All right. So one thing I want you to do is I want you to make sure that you're prepared for first contact. All right. So how do we do that? Well, you have to have a good grasp on what you are communicating to the specialist. Okay. You want to consult with your colleagues first. Talk to some mentors that you might have supervisors. Discuss this particular patient situation with the people around you first before you haphazardly send this person over to a specialist or make the call because you think something isn't quite right, you want to make sure you're making that call for a good reason, okay? Next thing, number two, take notes before your first encounter with the specialist. Things like the name, the date of birth. Now, you know that uh, when you make that phone call, uh, they're going to want to know the name of the patient. They're going to want to know the date of birth so they can pull it up in their medical records so they have some sort of um, information to go with. Now that's very, very important. Okay. Put a diagnosis out there. Uh, the date of surgery is important. What is your concern and what are your objective findings? Okay. Make this short and sweet because they don't have a lot of time and may maybe you don't have a lot of time. I know that after 25 years of experience, I am very short on time in the clinic. So I have to be very, very effective with how I deal with uh, patients and my coworkers, coworkers and anybody who may refer people to me um, for a second opinion evaluation. So there's four different types of ways to connect 
with uh, providers, okay? Number one uh, is a phone call, okay? Number two, probably email if you can get your hands on their email somehow. Number three, which seems to be working better these days, which is texting. And then number four um, is to meet with specialists in person, okay? And I find that to be probably the number one way that I get uh, email or uh, telephone number contacts from is, is through meeting with people uh, first on uh, first hand so at the end of this I'm going to talk to you about how I filled my email list and how I filled my uh, cell phone um, contact list with specialist phone numbers so are you ready now it's time to make the call okay when you make this call the administrative assistant is probably going to answer all right and so the first thing you want to do is connect with that person, okay? Make sure that you mention that person's, person's name every time, okay? Right after they tell you their name when they answer the call, and then make sure that you finish your phone call with their name again and thank them, okay? Ask for the provider, but give an option. So I understand Dr. So-and-so is quite busy. Uh, I'm really concerned about this patient. Uh, if they can't take my call, could you have them please call me back? Uh, as soon as possible, or could I speak to their PA, their MA, or their nurse? Um, that would be uh, very helpful. Also, maybe we could relay the message that way. So you want to explain to them the, the who, what, where, and when of everything you're going to be discussing. So I'm going to give you a little example of how I kind of lead into these um, calls that I make to specialists, especially if it's a first time. So, um, you know, if uh, if they say, Dr. So-and-so's office, this is Lauren speaking, how can I help you? So this is the administrative assistant on the other end of the line when you make that call. Um, you should respond by saying, hi Lauren, this is Paul Markey from Uptown Physical Therapy. I have a concern about Dr. So-and-so's patient, Mr. Big Infection. I was wondering if he or she could have a moment to speak with me regarding this issue, but if not, please have them call me back as soon as possible and as soon as they are available. So one of two things are going to happen. The door will open and you are now connected to the specialist or you're going to hear the dreaded proverbial click of the lock on the specialist's door and it may be very very difficult for you to get in okay but don't worry it has happened to all of us okay now sometimes what you can do is you could you know try to connect through other specialists who can help you know get you into that specialist and move things along and I've done that many times in the past also the other thing you want to do after that phone call is you want to reevaluate how you presented yourself were you clear were you concise did you have your notes in order um, and did you not take up too much of the specialist time or the office's time um, be patient keep practicing and be persistent I'm telling you this takes a long time to perfect and to get better but once you are in um, you're in and then always remember this you're trying to connect with the specialist in the best interest of your patient. That is why we went to school. That's why we got into the medical field. We want to help, help people get better. So what are my secrets to getting this contact list filled up and to uh, having some real easy access to specialists? Okay, um, Always call with a good reason. Make sure that this is worth the specialist's time. Okay. When I first meet also with a specialist, 
I also ask them how they prefer to be contacted. So we may have some discussions about orthopedic problems and different types of scenarios. We'll discuss those types of things. But then I'll always finish with, so if I need to get in touch with you, and I'm not going to waste your time. It's going to be short and sweet, and I'll be to the point. But if I do need to get in touch with you, which is the best way to get in touch with you? Some folks like to have all of their calls triaged through a phone call, through an administrative assistant. Others, which I'm finding nowadays, like to be texted. So that way they can take the text if they need it, or they can get right back to you. They can text you right back. They can call you as soon as they get that text if they happen to be available. So that seems to work really, really well for, for me. Um, I ask them what type of patient population that they don't want in their office. Now, I have heard this many, many times before where orthopedic specialists, neurosurgeons, physiatrists, different types of providers, especially specialists, don't want to be inundated with patients that they don't specialize in. Okay, so there's no need to send a person who has fibromyalgia and who has had it for 10 years to a neurosurgeon because they have generalized back pain. That doesn't make sense. And so these specialists really appreciate when you send patients to them that are part of their specialty and it is worthwhile for them to take a look at these patients and they can help make a difference, okay? I also make it clear to them that the call that I make to them is gonna be fruitful for all parties, myself, for them, and for the patient, and that it's gonna be short and sweet. And here I think is the biggest selling point when it comes to connecting with a specialist is that Know your diagnosis, know your anatomy, get it right before you send it to them. If you think a patient had maybe a, a missed ACL tear, they came in with a general knee sprain or something like that, or tendonitis, and you identify in the office that, boy, this person has a lot of laxity, I think they have a grade three ACL sprain or tear, I may ask a colleague to check it out also to kind of confirm, and then um, I will make that call, okay? And when they see that, they reassess this patient and it actually is a complete ACL tear or they actually have a DVT or an infection in the total knee replacement that was just done or whatever the scenario might be, then they know they're not wasting their time. They're more likely to take your phone call, your text, or your email the next time um, you try to get in touch with them. And so once you build this uh, communication with these specialists and their office staff, um, you're going to be able to really help out folks you know, a lot better. So make sure you get to know their support staff. I've made very good friends with many uh, specialist support staff uh, folks, and it has been a great relationship. Now we have easy access, and we can take care of patients better. So that I know was a very long uh, podcast on how to connect with a specialist. It's something I'm very passionate about. Please remember this. Um, getting connected with a specialist is very important because when you need them, you need to be able to contact them. And uh, if you have any questions, contact me at orthoevalpal.com. Leave a comment there. Please uh, feel free to subscribe um, to my YouTube channel, which is orthoevalpal uh, with Paul Marquis. And um, jump onto our uh, closed Facebook group. I always, uh, every week, I post some really interesting diagnoses there. But please get in touch. And if you have any questions or concerns or maybe a diagnosis, uh, or a scenario that you type uh, that you see in the orthopedic world, shoot it over to me. I'd be more than happy to uh, do a podcast around it and uh, have some communication about it. So again, thank you for your time. Thanks for listening and uh, have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com.
Can't wait to see you there.